Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Scott Williamson, who is the MD of Blackstone Minerals. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Yeah. You ever here for a one-to-one? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been good so far. It's yeah, a good one, so right? half day down and one and a half days to go. So, yeah. yeah, and you meeting, meeting? They're putting all the right people in front of you. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, full schedule. No, no um, spots free actually at all. So. Beautiful, and the right type of investors as well. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we think they're one deep of the deep pockets. <laughs> deep pockets. They're the best ones, right? <laughs> okay, so Scott, I'm going to get you kick off. Give us a one minute summary of the company, and then we'll kind of get into it. Yep. No worries. So Blackstone. We're nearly three years old, so we IPO'd on the ASX, um, our code's BSX, um, nearly three years ago. Originally, we started with nickel and gold exploration in Western Australia, then mm-hmm. we moved into cobalt exploration in uh, British Columbia, mm-hmm. um, just north of Vancouver. Unfortunately, the cobalt price sort of turned against us, so we had to pivot towards what's now our flagship asset. So we've got nickel sulphide mine in Vietnam, uh, six hours out of Hanoi. And it's in care and maintenance, and uh, it's a mine that we think will be reopened over the coming years. And we're pretty excited to sort of feed the nickel into the lithium-ion battery industry. So we're right on the doorstep of the key players being South Korea, Japan, and China. So it's a great little asset, and yeah, pretty excited to get it back up and running. Okay, so you, I mean that's the first thing I noticed. You got you're operating in well, you got four assets in three countries. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> we're we're in Canada. <laughs> We're in Vietnam, we're in Australia, small company, market cap, 22 million yeah. bucks. How, How why? <laughs> why, yeah. Um, yeah, and we, and we tried to keep um, the money in the ground as well. So I, I'm basically a one-man team flying all around the world. Um, my six-year-old said to me just before I left the house, so oh, you're like a visitor, Daddy. So it's um, it's been tough. We've, we've all had those conversations, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so the reason being is that as a junior, you have to have um, backup plans and, and you have to be able to move where the market is. And, and, and at the moment, um, yeah, we're focused on nickel, and, and but we think this is the one. that And so we're, there's no more pivots from here. But right. all those other assets are still... Good assets in the in the right market, but unfortunately we can only f- really focus on one at the moment. So it's Vietnam. Okay, so so let's let's deal with the cobalt thing. Let's get that out of the way. Okay, yeah. so the, the market turned. Lots of companies got when cobalt got affected, right? Mm. So how much money had you sunk into that? How much time effort? Yeah, so a good two years of exploration. Right. Um, the asset. It, it was a $5 million script deal, so there's $5 million there. Um, we sunk about 3 to $5 million. Mm. Um, we had a, five, a $50 million market cap off one drill hole, so that was good fun. But it's, a, it's an asset that in the right environment is, is worth 50 or $100 million. Right. At the moment, the market's giving it probably zero, but um, we'll hang on to it. We'll continue to progress it, keep it in good standing and move it and keep it ready. Does that cost much? 200 grand a year. Okay. So yeah, 100 to 200 grand. So we've had a geo on the ground there all year, um, mapping and soil sampling, stream sediment. So we're continuing to get it ready. Yeah. And and we, yeah, we're we're ready to drill it. So what's your thesis about cobalt? You think it's coming back anytime soon? Probably a two to three year play. Right. Um, the the problem being is the the supply kicked in out of the Congo. I think everyone thought that maybe the Congo was we we wouldn't go there, but unfortunately the battery makers just have to go there. And unfortunately, yeah, they've sort of come to the conclusion that 
the Congo is where you want to get your cobalt. And, and so the supply kicked in, killed the price. Yeah. And, I mean, we've had a few CEOs, I know you're an MD, but we've had a few <laughs> CEOs talk to us about you know, ethical mining, et cetera. And obviously DLC suffers from a few image, yeah. image issues. <laughs> uh, but you, don't, you, you think well, if think people you want can, cobalt, they're going to mine Well, you can, you can mine ethically in the Congo. And right. groups like Glencore do it very well. There's mm. a lot of major players in there that can do it ethically. They 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 yeah, they sort of do it all by the book. So you can mine the Congo ethically. Um, right. The the issue being is security of supply, and and the the problem being is that the the supply out of the Congo can turn on and off depending on who what, what which president or different sort right. of in country risks. Okay. And so okay. that's probably more of an issue than the ethical cobalt. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So cobalt, you're parking it up. Two three years, it could be worth something again. Market conditions allow, and, and depending on how the market is next summer, we might even go and bang a few holes in there and, and get excited again. But at the moment, our focus is just Vietnam. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so let's come on to that nickel. Very topical again. EV th thematic. Everyone's talking about it. I don't know what that means in actual reality. <laughs> you explorers. So yeah. how did you find this? How much have you paid? How much? Yeah. Have you paid? So in reality, um, it's it's a good point because we've we've built a strong relationship with the battery end users, and it was our relationships with these um, end users that actually pushed us towards nickel. Mm -hmm. So about twelve months ago, they said to us, "Oh, by the way, we're reducing cobalt. Can you find us some nickel sulfide?" And that's why we landed on this asset. Right. So the asset is um, is owned by uh, the vendor. The vendor is the metallurgist that built the processing plant. He bought it PA. Right. We've done an option deal, so we will give him a million dollars worth of Blackstone shares over the next eighteen months, mm -hmm. and then we'll own the uh, ninety percent of the asset. There's a local partner who has ten percent. But what what this uh, vendor Steve has done, he's been able to keep this mine ready and ready to turn on as, as quickly and and when required. Right. So yeah, he, he, he's kept it in good standing and it's ready to go. So, so I'm, I'm trying to work out what your business plan is. I, 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 mm. you're, you're a technical guy, Yeah. right? So I'm guessing- <laughs> A little bit. A little bit, so we don't want to, the answer can't be I drill holes. So no. what's the business plan for how, how do you grow this business? Because yeah. you, you pivoted away from Cobalt quickly. Yeah. You found another asset quickly. Yeah. So what's the, what's the, what are you trying to do with the business? So this will be a mine, and it was a mine. So it operated from 2013 to 2016. Yeah. My background uh, when I was technical was mining engineering. So my right. skill set is underground mining. I've done a bit of open pit mining. So I can see that this will be a mine, and we can move this back into production. Mm -hmm. What we'll do is we'll bring in a big funding source, be a battery end user, to help us fund that. Okay. And we move this back into production. This could give these guys the security of supply that they need for nickel. Is that is that's a, that's a realistic means of funding these days? Mm. Are you saying because the you know I get everyone to, everyone's trying to link every single commodity to batteries, right? But you think that battery uh, manufacturers or people who yep. operate in that space will invest at mine level yep. rather than buy sure. in market? Why? Yeah, the reason being is that they. C they realise that there's no nickel left on the LME stockpile, so they're going. They have to come in early, and they have to invest. They need to lock in supply for 10, 20 years. So they don't want to own the mine. They they they're happy for us to run the mine. But what we'll do is bring them in at the downstream processing level. So we're we're looking to build a nickel sulphate plant. Nickel sulphate will go then into the battery plant or the cathode uh, plant. Yeah. So 
yeah, the, this is a new sort of scenario where previously there was no nickel in batteries and there was no opportunity for nickel miners to build into the battery, um, I suppose, theme. These guys have gone, yep, we're, we're happy to help fund it. Um, you know you, you how to mine, we know how to build batteries, we work together and somewhere we meet in the middle. So, so what's, that, what's that conversation look like? Because you, you have to say, well, we've, taken, we've, taken, <laughs> no, we've taken the risk away for you here. This has produced in the past, we can get it back into production. It, I don't know what the grades are and I don't know what it's gonna cost you and I don't know how mm. economic it is, but you know, them coming in at this level must eat up some yeah. of your margin, right? But you're saying money today is better than Yeah, waiting. so I suppose for us, the, the conventional capital markets are very difficult. So we've got to look at other ways of funding these things. So, um, and and it's, so it's all about, okay, well, let's try not to dilute the Blackstone shareholders too much. And the, the way to do that is dilute at an asset level. Sure. So these guys are, are saying, yep, when you're ready, tell us what it looks like economically, um, then we can come in and, and how much is it going to cost and, and how do we sort of move this forward together. So have you got any conversations going on now? Yes. And, right. and, it's, and it's, it's been 18 months in the making because we went to these guys with our cobalt play mm -hmm. and then six months ago we said, oh, by the way, we've now got a nickel mine. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's, it's well advanced. Um, it, it's being uh, long focused money and, and very deep pockets, it's not the sort of money that you can turn on straight away. It's, it takes time, but mm. over, over the next sort of, um, the next period we'll, we'll sort of start to really flush out what this could look like. Okay, so you're gonna agree rough terms. Mm. It's more than an MOU though. Uh, well, it's, it will. Okay, it's an MOU, <laughs> it's an MOU. <laughs> There's a process. But, but what, what do you need to do to trigger that MOU? You know, what do you need to show them in terms of results, numbers, yeah. economics? Well, I think we need to show our ability to restart the mine. Like, and the fact that it's already there and it's ready is, is a good start. But, but come on. starting a mine, easy. <laughs> Doing it economically, two different things. So how, do, where, how yeah. do you get to the point where you've got the confidence about What's it? Because it must be a lot of data, right? Yeah. So right. and so, first thing first, we've got to drill the ore body out. Sure. <laughs> so the the difference with our strategy is we found the customer first, then we found the asset. Yeah. Now we've got to make sure the asset works, and and we're confident that'll happen. But we do need to, to do that work. So four drill rigs spinning, made in resource scoping that's study. Insane. Then it starts to really look like something that's worth more than the current market cap, which is only twenty million dollars. So that's interesting. You, you come at it from that, that angle, which is find out what the money wants and go find it and deliver it. So On their doorstep. You, right. So you, they get, must have given you some level of assurity that when you turn back up at the door and said, we've got what you said you wanted, <laughs> they'll do something. So there's a long-standing well, relationship, is it? It's a relationship that's built on their desperation for this metal. Right. And not just nickel, but cobalt as well. Yeah. Um, and we've got some, some good cobalt credits, but it's very quickly we realise, okay, these guys know that they need a lot of nickel, they need a lot of cobalt, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. They know that they need to work with groups like ourselves that know a little bit about mining, a bit about exploration. Yeah. And and that will bring them down upstream or and, and they will go downstream. So we'll it's a it's a relationship that's built on a necessity for these guys. If if they don't have the nickel, yeah. there is no electric vehicle revolution. And that's the problem. 
but there's other nickel plays, you know. It's, it, you know, and they are trying to tie Not as good various. As that, of course, of course. <laughs> but the, you know, they are they are trying to tie up various companies. But there's also quite a few large nickel companies who these guys aren't talking to at the moment. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm trying to understand what you've so, got that so you know they why? don't. Because they're all locked into off-takes with uh, refineries. So they, these off-takes have been um, inked a long time ago. So all the nickel at the moment, other than, say, 5% that's going into batteries, it, most of it's going down to the stainless steel route. Yeah. So these guys are already locked up. So they, so they, they can't be talking to um, nickel miners that are already in off-takes. Sure. Until that offtake no, expires. That. So there, there, there's, there's, there's a few. We've interviewed a few oh. in, the, in the past couple of months <laughs> where they're, they're, they're sitting on large ore bodies. They know mm. what they've got. They've drilled a lot of things, but no one's talking to them because the numbers are too big. Like, yeah. Partially. Well, that's the yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah, what, what, so, so it's about. So the reason they're talking to us is because yeah. we need say 100 million, not one billion. Okay. There you go. There's the answer. So they don't want to. They don't want to give us a billion, but they're happy to 100 million. Gets, pocket change. Gets good. Pocket change, nice. Uh, <laughs> but but well, there's the answer I was looking yeah. for, which is a case of it's a very low entry cost to yeah. get that point. So can we talk about some of the other numbers? What, do you have some sense of what the size this ore body is? What are the grades? What have been the grades? Yeah, so we, we're looking at an ore body that's multiple tens of millions of tons. It's it's lower grade. It's sort of 0.5 to 0.8 percent nickel. It's not bad. Point, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's not as yeah, it's not too bad. So put that in perspective, the Mount Keith ore body in Australia, which is one of the best nickel mines in the world, 0.6% nickel. Um, actually, the last meeting I just had, apparently the current head grade is 0.44. So, well, and we've, yeah. been to, we've talked about three companies who've got um, 0.34, 0.35. So yeah, it's, so we're hitting 1% nickel over right. big broad widths and we're happy. Right. Um, so yeah. obviously Mark's seeing a bit of a dip in the last couple of weeks on, on nickel, but I think that's because scrap coming into the market mm. at the moment, but it'll, it'll pick up, say, Q2 next year. So it's not an issue for you now, exactly. right? Hopefully. But you, again, what's your, the thematic here for you is you think nickel, because of the EV revolution, mm. will continue It's a 2025 grow. story, three to five years out, we need to be looking at where where this nickel price will be and when we're actually mining this. So yeah. this we're not mining for another two to three years, but that that's still quicker than the average nickel laterite or or high capex scenario. They're just yeah. not going to meet that timeline that we need. These guys need nickel 2023, 2024, 2025, and they don't know where they're getting it from. And so they're starting now to find the so for three another, years time. So that's another reason people are coming to you because it, it, you're near term production mm. relatively compared to because there's a hundred million already sunk. Yeah, that's a hundred million we don't need to find, and so we can find the next hundred million, turn it on quickly, and right. um, and move it, and then be a, a, a real fun, a, not a, a feed source for these these battery guys. You know? Right. Okay. So so quick quick to market. Okay, got it. Um, because that's got to inform your thinking and your negotiations with the MOU wherever you, wherever you end up. Because I guess in a meaningful way, because you've got the money, you've made that bet. You don't really mind what the share what the uh, price of nickel does in a way, yeah. right? Unfortunately, it affects my day to day share price, but I not I don't need to raise money today. So as long so as you kind of don't care. Well, for now. For now, okay. <laughs> so okay. we're funded for six months. Yeah. And that gets us to a maiden resource scoping study. And then yeah. hopefully by that stage, we start showing the market that we're worth more than 20 million market cap yeah. and we're starting to re-rate. But yeah, unfortunately I can't do much about the underlying commodity. 
No, no, it's true. I mean, you've had a sort of okay year. It's sort of it's a slightly lower than where you started the year. You've had a few troughs, a few peaks, yeah. but you, it, it, that's on the basis of you've had to go and find something new and not start yeah. again because yeah. you've got a you've got something in the bank there with the cobalt. Yeah, mm, nothing wrong with that. Um, on ice, literally. It's on ice, <laughs> literally. Oh yeah, it would be up there. Um, <laughs> but you've also got another. I just want to quickly talk, talk about so you've also got uh, silver. Uh, Silver Swan South. South. Yeah, so that's just north of Kalgoorlie, a yeah. long strike of the Canana Bell gold mine. Mm. And it's also along the same ultramafic package as the Silver Swan nickel mine. Right. So that's actually nickel and gold, which is, Good yeah, nickel. so another asset that is ready to drill. Unfortunately, we, we've only got four and a half million dollars. All of that, most of that has to go into Vietnam. That's another asset that's not on ice because it's, it's a bit hot down there at the moment. But um, it's... It's an asset that we could go and drill because it's nickel, mm. and we've got the end users ready for yeah. nickel. So it sort of fits our theme. Um, but at, at but the you're moment, focused. You're, yeah, you're, you're focusing your money, Vietnam. time, and attention to Vietnam because that's the, the quickest return, especially if you get this MAU <laughs> sorted, right? Okay, no, un, un, understood. So um, tell us a little bit about the team. Have you got any? You said you talked about a one man band earlier, right? There's got to be a bit more than you running around uh, doing things. So tell us a bit about yeah, the team. Yeah, so we've got a great team in country. Yeah, yeah. So what the the vendor kept this team. This almost it's basically the team I see, that operated it. In. Okay. Um, it's the geological team that was operating the mine. Mm. So we've got a great geological team on the ground. We've got um, yeah. So the in country team. Very strong government relations. Um, Steve, uh, the uh, vendor, is a metallurgist. Mm. Obviously, key part of what we're trying to do is is metallurgy and, and delivering the nickel sulfate. So there's a there's a, a lot of good science there. But the geological team, we've got a um, a PhD doctor of geology. He's right. been on the asset for twenty years. But so they, those are technical guys. Is there anyone there who's kind of exited or made money for shareholders before? Yeah, so on the board, Hamish and Steve, so Hamish Halliday, Steve Parsons, so there's a history of, of building small companies from yeah. three to five million dollar uh, shells right. into multiple hundred million dollar companies, um, take over, so Adamus was taken over by Endeavour, which was Hamish's first one, mm. um, Steve was uh, Griffin Minerals, that was taken over by uh, Taranga. Steve's latest one is the Bellevue Gold Limited. It, yeah, it was a five really million dollars, well. three hundred million dollar company. Nice guy. Yeah, so we've got this. We've history. interviewed him. We oh had, yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, we've got this yeah. history of, of big discoveries, adding shareholder wealth, and then moving it on. But I suppose the difference being is because I'm a mining engineer, we can we can build a mining company here if we want to. Right, and, but that's that is the t the intention. Get get this yeah, thing. Get it up and running. We've got the funding partners that will back us to do this. Not once, but it, that as soon as we get one mine, they'll be yeah. saying, "Where's the next one?" Right. Because this mine won't give them enough nickel. Okay. So just finish off because we're. I know you've got to dash back to the conference. Um, on the money side of things, you, you talked about four million bucks. That's going to be focused in Vietnam. What are you burning through at the moment? Yeah. So that drill program will go for the next six months. So yeah. within six to nine months, we'll need to go again. Go back to the market. Um, but by that stage, but go again. We'll go back to the market. Resource. Right. Scoping study, hopefully some sort of re-rate. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're spending probably uh, two or three hundred thousand dollars a month. So that yeah, that we could le last for nine months if we had to. Nine months. But depending on the market, we'll we could ramp that up. So. so 
Right, but the question was, are you going to go back to market at some point in like Definitely. six, nine months and say, right, we need the next tranche of money? Yeah, and, that, and best case scenario, that goes to one of these strategic partners. Okay, but worst case? Uh, worst You've got to go to market, right? You have to go to the uh, local stockbroker and... Say, yeah. we, we need some G&A. Yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah. Are, you, are you guys paying yourselves or are you, how are you remunerating yourselves? Yeah, so I'm on a, a base salary, um, obviously very much incentivized by... Um, I suppose options and all that sort of thing. I think right. our, our, our sort of remuneration is about getting skin in the game. So the board management have seventeen percent. So we're going to do what's best for the shareholders. So yeah, it's it's all about performance from here. Okay, Scott, great first introduction. Thanks yeah. for coming along. Thanks a lot. Enjoy yourself next door at the one to one conference and. Uh, Hope you meet some interesting people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And do come back and tell us uh, how you're getting on. Mm, for sure. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.